0: you so special why did he bless you think about it i woke up this morning i woke up this morning going to smile when I say that shit oh, i woke up this morning go here's the crystal healing bed that we're going to talk about in this podcast little kitty cat <laughs> this is very interesting all right cool so we are live we are live with shirley sheldon and uh just a little intro, this is Trud, as I call him in the podcast, he's been in a few episodes now, he's my roommate down in college. Uh, this is his mother, so, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought a really good intro question for you would be, okay. who is John of God, or to you, or just as objectively as you can explain that
1: okay. for him. Um, well, right here on the mantle, I have a picture of John of God, and um, John of God is a Brazilian. He is a world-renowned uh, spiritual medium. He has been doing his mission for over fifty years uh, in Brazil, um, and basically, well, I would say, ever since Oprah went down there four or five years ago, um, the The casa, which means house, uh, where he does his spiritual work, uh, has just exploded in terms of um, people now come from all over the world, you know, for healing. So, um, John of God is just a very simple man. Uh, He, um, I think, has like maybe a second grade education, Um, but um, in his younger years, um, St. Rita, who um, some people may know uh, in the Catholic tradition uh, the saint of impossibilities um, basically appeared to him and you know, told him that um, he had a mission um, and um, that God was going to use him and God has used him. Um, How old was he? I think he was in his teens. I'm not exactly That's sure. That's
0: a lot of responsibility for yeah. a teenager. Yeah,
1: and Plus, his heart. Uh, as a as a kid, he was very poor, um, and they often went hungry. Um, and um, so, as an adult in this adult life, um, he he does a lot of service um, in terms of, you know, feeding the hungry, um, you know, just um, helping people in, in lots of different ways.
0: But, you said he's performed a lot of miracles, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so basically. Uh, Um, as a medium, what happens is um, John of God just pretty much just checks out, like loses consciousness, goes to sleep. And um, um, these very highly evolved spiritual beings, um, some of them that, you know, the general public might be familiar with, that were known as saints in their day, like Saint Ignatius, the founder of the Jesuits, um, Saint Francis of Assisi, uh, very highly evolved beings will actually work through him to do miracles. Um, and this has been going on for years and years and years. He basically says, it is not I, but God who heals. And he also says that he will continue to do this mission for as long as, as God wants him to, as long as he's alive. Um, and of course he's been doing it for over 50 years. Um, oh. and, and people come, you know, in recent years, thousands, um, from all over the world, the word's out. Um, and they're in their healings you know, um, often on the physical level. Um, I believe always on the spiritual level, um, in the mental and emotional. Um, and I've, I've, I've seen healings of...
0: First hand? Uh, yes, first wow. hand. Um, uh, uh,
1: my first trip down there, my, the lady next to me, uh, had, uh, liver cancer with a very, very, uh, maybe six weeks left to live and um, I'll tell the story. Totally. Uh, so, um, healing happens in lots of different ways. Uh, sometimes people are invited to sit in a, a, a room, it's called the current room, and meditate. Uh, sometimes they're, at, you know, always encouraged to drink water that John God is blessed when he's incorporated as a, an entity which translates spiritual being in English. Um, sometimes, uh, they go in, f- uh, in front of John of God and, and, uh, when he's incorporated and, um, um, the person's asked to have a spiritual intervention where they're worked on. I've had many of those over the years. Sometimes they're asked to go, um, to the sacred waterfall, um, which is there at the Casa. It's a little bit of a walk, um, and, and stand under the water. This lady with, uh, the, the cancer, um, um, she actually, um, went to the, the waterfall and had to go to the restroom. And so, uh, sitting going to the restroom and didn't realize it, but she got in a nest of fire ants, which oh wow. be, be lethal. Um, you know, and they got her. And, um, um, and the people that were with her were like, oh my goodness, the first thing they thought was get her under the water, you know, and she was just on fire, you know, and, and, um, um, and they, and they got her to the water and, you know, and she stood under the waterfall. And um, the next day, after this experience, um, she goes in front of John of God, you know, waited her turn behind the hundreds, the thousands, that stand in line to, to, go, to go in front of them. And um, when she got in front of them, of course, he, one of the spiritual beings was working through him and looked at her and... Uh, before she had a chance to say anything, he basically said, we sent the ants. And as I understand, you know, fire ants, um, you know, it, it, in some traditions, you know, the, the correlation between nature and animals, and it, they can be healing, you know, it uh, f- can, can remove toxins, you know. Right. Um, and so that was part of part of the whole experience for her, um, and, and she did, um, go home and was healed, you know, of, of, of a condition that when she got down there she did not think she would recover from. Wow. Liver cancer is pretty serious stuff, you know, so, um, yeah, another lady, this was my third trip down, um, was, was, um, wheeling her husband in, in front of the blessed entity as, as John of God's called when he's incorporating. And um, he, he had some type of paralysis or Parkinson's, I don't recall exactly what. And um, um, she wheeled him in front of the blessed entity and um, said, my, you know, my, I brought my husband. And he goes, oh yes, yes, we know. We're, we're already working on him. We're, because there's so many spiritual beings that work through John of God. And he goes, but we need to work on that brain tumor in your head. May we work? And she had no idea.
0: No clue. No
1: clue. She's like, I have a brain tumor? And he's like, yes, and we must get it out. She's like, okay, well I happen to be there. (laughs) You know?
0: Watching this whole interaction. I did
1: not see that interaction. I heard about that after the fact. But I was like on the third row. So uh, at the Casa, which is named after Saint Ignatius, who was the founder of the Jesuit order, a great saint, um, and that is kind of underneath Jesus is kind of the overlying saint that manages the Casa. Uh, So the main room that you walk into, uh, that kind of a meeting hall, is where often um, John of God, when he's incorporated, will come out on the stage and, and sometimes do actual physical surgeries and these surgeries uh, often exist outside of the paradigm of the reality that most of us live in but i witnessed them firsthand for years i've been it's now 2018 i've been going there since 2005
0: how many times have you been since
1: 2005 nine i've been been nine. There nine times okay wow wow yeah yeah it's my it's my my calling is my my mission it's connected with John God's mission I, I, to support him and um, yeah yeah and to to just be connected with the work that's going on there, but so often he'll come out on the stage and he'll do surgeries. Um, and um, one of the surgeries is uh, a, a little kitchen knife that goes right up through the nose into the brain. Oh wow! And and another surgery is that same knife, uh, scraping the eye. Um no so anesthesia, and I know because I've been right there. And uh, it's been done for 50 These people
0: are fully conscious getting a knife shoved up their nose Mm -hmm. to their brain?
1: mm -hmm. Or their eyes. Great. Those are two of the most common. Um,
0: Could you imagine being the first person? That would be... (laughs) 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 You're going to do what?
1: (laughs) And and though we don't understand it, it has the ability to work on up to nine different things in the body, and um, people often have uh, powerful healings as a result of of these interventions. And those are only two, but those are two of the more common. And um, um, and of course, there's so much skepticism, especially people that are coming for the first time. And so often um, the blessed entity will look out in the crowd and know who the doctors are out there, know who the skeptics are, and he'll invite them to come up and help, you know, to hold the, the instruments or the, where he washes his hands. And in all these years, there's never been an infection. There's never been a death. Of course, there couldn't be or he wouldn't be practicing still. Um, um, and I've watched many of these. And um, um, and, and the and the people just kind of just go. You can feel the energy. It gets really huge. And they just kind of go into a relaxed state. And they don't move while it's happening. And then they're down <laughs> for a day or two or three. You know, and um, it's wow. powerful. And, um um, and the, the, the beautiful documentary um, that I was telling you about earlier, uh, many of these actual surgeries are, 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 are shown on, on, on some of the you know documentaries that have been done. But uh, back to my lady with her husband in the wheelchair and the inoperable. So here I am on the first or second row with my, my friend, my best friend, Darlene, who is a nurse. And um, he comes out with her. And I, of course, I'm afraid of blood, but I am <laughs> uh, I just, uh, yeah. And uh, he sits her right there on the stage and takes a little, like, paring knife. And he just goes, and I don't know, because that's bone, I think, you know. I think this is he bone. He goes
0: in through the top of her head?
1: Yeah, he does. And I'm, like, from here to...
0: How? With no incisions or with a
1: With a little kitchen knife, you know, and in fact there's even a book written, one of the many books written about him is something like The Man with the Kitchen Night, something like that. Um, but um, yeah, he takes it and she and I'm not that far away, I'm on the third row and um, and and she's sitting
0: there. This is your best friend?
1: No, my best friend's sitting next to me, but okay. the lady who'd wheeled her chair, her, who brought her husband down for healing, he says we're working on him but we're gonna work on you, surprise, surprise. And uh, so she's there, and uh, um, and I'm looking, and he takes that knife and he pulls out. It must have been that big, out of her brain. Tumor. Her- yeah, yeah, right front, right in front of me, in front of all of us, and uh, plops it in a pickle jar. I mean, there's a whole room full of, you know, tumors and yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow.
1: And um. I know. And and then, yeah. And she just sits there. So fast forward, I'm coming home. I'm at the airport and I look over and who do I see but this lady with her husband. And she's like got this light, like she's just glowing, like, like just radiates, you know. And I just have to go over to her, you know, because I was on the third row when I saw that. And I go... I was on the third row and I saw that. I go, did you, did you? She, she goes, no, I didn't know it was there, but I sure am glad he got it out.
0: Wow. And
1: I go, uh, did did you have any pain? And she says, honey, I didn't feel a thing. And... Um,
0: what did they do about patching up her head?
1: I don't remember. I, 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 I don't remember. I think, well, now I can't remember how he did that one particularly, but I've watched enough. that Sometimes it looks like he just takes a little needle and some... You know. Just
0: sews it right yeah, there
1: right Yeah. And, uh, but that one was, like, very palpable to me because I was so close, you know, and then I ran into the lady. She was a minister, uh, like, from somewhere south, Georgia or Mississippi or, um, but yeah, that, so that, so he, he does, um, many of those physical surgeries and of course there's a lot of notoriety and notoriety and publicity about that because you try to do that up here and the person would, you know, die. And um, um, But mostly, he can. the blessed entities can do that same kind of work on people with what they call spiritual interventions. They don't need to do the physical, but some people just want the physical, you know, they want to see the cut or whatever, you know. Um, but the same kind of work can be done spiritually. Um, and I've had many spiritual interventions over the years. Um, and I my first one was the most powerful. I went down there the first time because I had horrible headaches and um, um, When I went into the room where the spiritual intervention happens, I could feel my whatever this organ is, I think it's your liver maybe, I don't know what's over here, being flipped Like like when I was pregnant like when the baby would kick only it was I could feel it actually being flipped. Really? And I'd had headache, horrible headaches for years, and tried everything. That can't
0: be good, yeah.
1: That's what led me down there, and um, um, yeah, and and, and that's that was my experience of that that um, first um, intervention. Um, but yeah, people go there for help with all kinds of things, and you know, inoperable brain tumors, spinal tumors, cancer, AIDS. Um, you name it,
0: and it all gets healed.
1: Many people have physical healings.
0: Wow! In my
1: in my younger years, there I I was very naive, and I thought that um, anybody would have anything. We didn't have to worry anymore. They just go see John of God; they'll be healed. What I've since learned is that uh, when people go with an open heart and really want healing, they will receive healing. Um, often it will be on the physical plane, and often it will be miraculous. But sometimes it will not be on the physical. It will be on the spiritual or the mental or the emotional. Like my friend Arlene, um, she had stage 4 cancer, and uh, she went down there once with me, and then again six months later. And she actually died um, in a hospital when she was there. Um, but what what she said to me before she died... Um, was I have been healed, and um, and basically she meant that her heart, her soul, had been healed, and that she um, she came to knew how loved she was and how loving God was, and um, and so I think as humans we we think healing we're real focused on the physical. Of course, we're attached to life, our life here, you know, but it's so much bigger than that, you know. Um, the Casa works from a spirit, spiritist framework, you know, which is about the soul is constantly evolving. And we do it here in the earth plane, but we also do it, you know, beyond the earth plane. Right. And um, so, um, while mo- all of us are attached to having a physical healing, sometimes the greater healing, well, I think all the time the greater healing is what happens... Internally. Yeah.
0: That, that makes sense. Yeah. So what would you say to any skeptics? What would you personally say?
1: Well, I have St. Ignatius's words on the back of my business card because there are, um, of course, many skeptics, you know, and this is a um, something that can't, you know, be rationally explained. And um, it's something to the effect of, he says, for those who believe, no words are needed. For those who don't believe, no words are possible.
0: Can you say that one more time? Mm-hmm.
1: For, yeah, I think I even got it on my, my card right here. I have to give you my...
0: And you said that that book right there was the book that inspired oh. you to go down there?
1: Um, no, I actually, I, I found this book uh, later. Um, but this book um, is written by Heather Cumming, who is um, um, kind of a right-hand person to John of God. Um, she does a lot of interpreting uh, for him. She's American, uh, but she's you know, with him a lot, and it's called John of God, the Brazilian Healer Who's Touched the Lives of Millions, and there's been lots and lots of books written about John of God, and many, many good ones, but this is one of my my favorite books. Um, And I think the reason I, I, one of the reasons I like it so much is uh, because it's got these beautiful pictures um, in it, like where John of God grew up, and then it's the only book um, where the sacred waterfall I was telling you about was right. allowed to be photographed, and like I shared with you earlier, in this photograph is it took me, you know, a long time before I saw it. But it's uh, the Blessed Mother is right there, present in the in the water, um, and it, it actually, took me a while to see it, but yeah. I saw it. I saw the hands, <laughs> and um, like um, some of these pictures, you can see, um, you know, the the spiritual beings. Um,
0: Wow, that is extremely vivid, too. Yeah.
1: I have some photographs I've taken where stuff like this has shown up. Um,
0: And who is that man right there?
1: That's John God. This is when he was much younger. younger. And here he is there. Yeah.
0: Like, those are very clear images.
1: Yeah. And um, this is someone you can almost see. Like, I told you the lady that had the brain tumor. Um, It's almost like a, I don't know. I, like see it with my my spiritual eye rather than my physical eye, but it's almost like a haze, and you can kind of see it like, I don't know, um, just the energy around him as he's preparing, you know.
0: I like how in this picture he has Jesus's hair, it looks like he has Jesus's hair.
1: Yeah, well, and and right behind him is a picture of Jesus, you know, so I don't think that's any, and then you can see kind of the gold light. Oh, here, you know, I was telling you about the, the one surgery where he does the nose. And I actually said it was a knife, but I think it's a different instrument for the nose. I'm not exactly... It looks
0: like a long pair of tweezers.
1: Yeah, I think that's actually what it is. Let's see what it says. A six-inch surgical Kelly clamp.
0: Kelly clamp.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. And it says, the clamp had beforehand been wrapped in cotton and dipped in holy water. So, as the Kelly clamp is removed, one can see the energy radiating from the spiritual entity's head and hands. The Blessed Entities confirmed that up to nine different ailments can be addressed in this type of procedure. I don't know how well your viewers can see that, but it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's probably pretty difficult to see on the camera if I had guess.
1: Yeah, um, but the book is pretty easy to get a hold of. Oh, this was uh, his first trip to the States. I went went there. Um, that was in May of 2006? Oh, no, April. And uh, uh, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And then, since then, he comes every year, every couple of years. He's come many, many times to a place called Omega in upstate New York. Um, and it's their, their uh, it's a, that's a a place where they do all kinds of spiritual workshops, and it's the most well attended of all that that they offer up there. Really, they put up one of those great big tents to accommodate all the people, and I think there's like uh, they can accommodate up to 2,000 people a day. Wow! And he comes into town. He usually comes in like every September or October. For three or four days.
0: Does he only visit the U.S. or does he visit other countries as well? He he
1: goes uh, to different places. So I know he's been to Germany. He's been to Austria. Um, I can't think where else he's been. But he does. He is invited to other places. Wow. You know. But uh, there at the Casa, he's there every day, every week on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Those okay. are his... Um, his, his days when he said, Since he's all the people that come from all over. And then um, he also um, is a rancher, gym miner, you know, so like he doesn't charge for his work uh, because he, he feels it's a gift from God, you know, so um, so he, you know, supports himself, you know, in other, in other ways. Yeah, removing
0: that brain tumor would have been thousands of dollars, too. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. They did it completely free. I guess it's just the expense of getting down there if you're from the United States or something. Yeah.
1: And and I, I think, uh, you know, some people go there, I think, because they're healers and, and um, you know, and they want to learn and then they want to share that. And some people go um, just be, because they live outside of the box and they want to see the... And then a lot of people go because maybe um, modern... Western medicine or whatever hasn't had the answers for them. They're
0: out of options. They're out of
1: options. Yeah, and um, um, and this is a place where there are more options.
0: I bet I bet a, f- a fair amount of people go in as like a desperate attempt, and they might be a little, maybe a little skeptic, but at the same time open-minded. Like like maybe this will work, and then they do get they do get healed possibly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember on one of these um, documentaries – oh, there's just so many cool stories – but like, um, (laughs) this this one person, uh, he seems like he was awaiting some kind of surgery and he had a friend that was at the CASA that went and asked for work to be done for him back – I guess it was here back in the States – and and then before the surgery happened, a surgery happened, <laughs> but not by the doctors, and so he didn't have to have the surgery. And, um, and and they 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 came in and they were like, "Where have you been? Did you leave the hospital? Did, where did you go get the surgery?" And he goes, "I've been right here," you know. And then I remember another story where uh, somebody <laughs> went down and they and they had a spiritual intervention. So they had a surgery, but they call it spiritual intervention. So there was. No cutting or anything, but it was done spiritually. And then they came back, and when they did the x-ray or whatever, they they couldn't believe it because there were internal stitches. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, there were in, internal stitches.
0: That he had done?
1: Uh-huh. Well, that had been done in the spiritual intervention when they were at the hospital. Is that
0: even possible in modern science? No. Or modern medicine? Really?
1: No. I mean, how could... You'd have to have an incision to be able to do... The stitches.
0: He did so, this without a without an incision. Yes. Wow.
1: Yes, and like. When, Talk when you,
0: about a miracle.
1: I, yeah, and so when you go, you know, when you go to read about John of God, I mean, you start to see all these books and all these videos and and all this cool stuff, and you know, and like I told you before, it's like I could write a book. And you, you should.
0: <laughs> you should. You really should.
1: Because just the stuff I've seen, you know. Um, over the last 12, 13 um, years. It's pretty incredible. In fact, um, I actually went to a place um, that's no longer open anymore, but it's kind of a new thought church years ago to see this man named Ron Roth. He had been a priest and then he felt like his mission was bigger than just the Catholic Church, so he left the church as a priest, but in good standing. Uh-huh. Um, and, and he's continued to like um, support people's Growth, and I uh, had a, a, a ministry called Celebration of Life out of chi- some kind of near Chicago. Well, he he went to the Casa, and there was a brotherhood connection between he and John of God.
0: Oh wow! And, and
1: I mean, they were like bro- like spiritual brothers. And anyway, he came to St. Louis to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and healing. And I'd had these horrible headaches, and I was like searching for anything to find an answer. And so I went to hear him talk and on the, um, on the, on the break I went out to the, the tables and there was this book. And I looked down and it was a book about John of God and I didn't know who he was at the time. I just remember that his eyes just like almost felt like they came alive and they just bored into mine. And I was like, I don't know who you are, but I'm getting this book and I know you're the answer.
0: Wow. You know? It's like we were talking about before the podcast. Like, that's crazy how some things you just seek out. And do you believe that was the law of attraction at work?
1: mm hmm Wow. And I believe it was an answer to my prayer. You know, like, I think that when we uh, really are searching and we ask God, you know, um, for help, God answers us. Maybe not in a way we could even begin to imagine. I mean, that was in 2003. And my whole life. I mean, I because of going to that, reading that book, then eventually going to Brazil, I met a whole many, many, many people who I love dearly, who I would never have ever known. You know, I uh, have been exposed to a whole world I never would have known. The first day I walked onto the Casa Grounds, I felt like I was in a waking dream. It was because my energy was so dense, and that energy was so high. I felt like I was almost in a dream. And now, over the years, I've, you know, and then, you know, I don't feel so like this is one world. That's another, you know. But I also, as I walked in into the casa, I realized I had been dreaming about that place. That I'd been there in my dreams for really? years, and just never remembered it until I got there that day.
0: Wow! And then
1: I knew mm, this place. You know, this is my. You
0: were dreaming of this place that you had never physically been to, and
1: did not remember that I'd been dreaming about it.
0: So it was almost déjà vu whenever you appeared there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That would be one of the most surreal. Just, the, I, I feel like once I once I walked up there, I just know I made the right decision. Yeah. Not that, I don't know if you had any doubts beforehand or anything like that. Yeah, I was like scared that. to
1: death. Really? I mean, get on a plane, fly to Brazil, see this guy who sticks things up his <laughs> nose. And, and with nobody I knew. And and then people thought I was crazy, really. I mean, you know, yeah. Well,
0: and, I uh, admire that, that you took the risk. I yeah, think that's really cool. You,
1: wanna, you know, other than the birth of my two kids, it's the best thing I ever did in my life. You know, was was... Um, yeah it 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 was it's my spiritual home and um you know and and um there are many healing modalities that are used there and i i feel like like we talked about earlier it's like there's so much pain and suffering in the world you know people are i mean just look around (laughs) turn on the news you know people are just acting out they're going crazy and um the shadows coming, you know, up, you know, our inner shadow and, and we're just, people are hurting and they, they've lost their connection, you know, um.
0: So what values do you think that Western society, Western culture could take away from John of God? um, What would you implement if you, I guess if you had the choice?
1: Well, he's so humble, you know. His main words are, "It's not I, but God who heals." Like I said before, so he he always, you know, uh, you know, he knows who our Maker is, you know, and where all healing comes from, you know. And and basically, I think the work that's done there, uh, it's about um, letting letting go of all the stuff that makes us sick. Which is lack of forgiveness, hatred, anger, rage, guilt, shame, uh, all the crud we all carry around. And going to the casa is about getting help, you know, spiritual help, to begin to just let go of all that, mm-hmm. you know, and to remember your own divinity, remember uh, who made you, and remember that you're loved. So to me
0: it's a great reminder
1: yeah the work of the CASA John of God's mission is to help people remember God and and um, remember that you're God's child and remember that you're loved and that um, there's all this help grace you know to me that's a place of grace you know it's like yeah we have to do our part we have to show up we have to try to be willing to let go of our junk and then it's like the more we do our part the more the blessed saints blessed entities that work through John and God can do their part it's like we have to take a step we open the door which allows them to take a step toward us to do the you know so we're working you know, hand in hand, so
0: they so kind of so. cohesively. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's
1: not like oh, we just sit there and they do all the work. No, no, we we have to do our part. Totally, which means like taking responsibility for our crud, you know, and like our our thoughts, cleaning up our thoughts. So I guess on
0: that on your end of the spectrum, it takes some humility, some uh, yeah, yeah, to be hum- humble enough to admit your faults.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we. least for me it's like it's like the lower your sense of self-worth the more defended you are you know against looking at your stuff because you already unconsciously you already feel so bad why admit you're bad you know that you've done bad, you know but it's like that place is love you know and, and you just start to feel it and you start to see it and once you know that you're loved um you can let go of your guilt and your shame
0: and your insecurities.
1: Yeah, and and then you you, you go. Well, I'm not bad. I just made some bad choices, but I'm not bad, you know. And um, and when you begin to feel loved, and you can let go of guilt and shame, and know you're okay, then you you it's easier to take responsibility and make changes, you know. And that not be
0: ch- defined by your wrongful actions.
1: Yeah, because you know we're all we all mess up. You know, most human condition, you know, but we all can change. I mean, and we have tons of help, you know, not just from the Casa. I mean, maybe our world's in a, a pretty yucky place right now, but um, there's also a lot of wonderful things happening all around the planet with these spiritual teachers and really highly evolved people that are trying to help us, you know, help ourselves. So I I think there's hope, and I... I know these are kind of dark times and, and, I, and I think it's times that have been you know, prophesied and I, I think so many of us are working on hard emotional stuff inside and I guess I would want to say don't give up hope. You know, this too shall pass and, and just ask God for help and God will bring the help maybe in ways you never even thought of. You know, just ask. You know, we're all in this together.
0: Absolutely. And you, you also had met the Dalai Lama at one point as well, right?
1: Yeah, it's another really wonderful. You Wait, know, you, did you so, meet him just
0: once or did you meet him multiple times?
1: Um I, I didn't meet him personally, but I, I went to events, you know, where uh I, I was
0: Oh wow, okay. You
1: know, so again, you know, um I didn't get to be right next to him like like John of God you know that but um, um, you know maybe set five or ten rows back when he was doing a, a, a wonderful practice um, and all the a lot of the Tibetan monks were there too and and I believe like anytime you come around a, a, a master teacher you know like somebody who's very vault spiritually like the Dalai Lama or um, you know John of God or you know like somebody like a, a saint um, and there are, are, like, Amma, the hugging saint, a woman hugging saint, Brothso, um, a Croatian that has the gift of gaze. You know, these beings are so evolved, and they're so selfless, and there's no ego, and they're just pure, you know, God just purely coming through them, and they're all about helping humanity.
0: Just I, pure altruism, pure love.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no ego. They're just, they totally just surrendered to the light and love of God, and... That's the word I use. Somebody else might use another word, you know, um, source. Um, you know, there's all different kinds of words for God and all different kinds of traditions, you know. so, But I think what they all have in common is that they just have let go of their ego, their, you know, their human self, and just open their self to, to let the divine, that love, come through them to help others absolutely and when when you come into the sphere of, of somebody like that you know um, I think you're lifted up just because their vibration's so high you know you can it's like just being in their presence elevates you you know and
0: I totally believe that I think I think mean, people have a lot of influence over you like who you surround yourself with and people that are going to be at that that higher state of consciousness, it's contagious in a very positive way. So I, I can totally understand that. I think, I think human beings are extremely receptive to each other and who we like emotionalize with. So if you were to just be in the presence of somebody like the John of God or the Dalai Lama, like I, I couldn't even imagine being in like the presence of somebody like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I think they impact you even more with their energy you know, than they do with their words. You know, and John God doesn't speak English, so I w- wouldn't know what he was teaching me, and if he was teaching me with words, but it, it's, uh, you know, nonverbal communication, I think, is 70-80% of our communication.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know the exact stat, but it's like, it's these high beings, you know, they, they just, they vibrate and we're elevated, you know, yeah.
0: I think it's really cool how, uh, especially with the impact of the internet. I think it's really interesting how somebody who doesn't speak our language can have such a massive impact on your life. That's really interesting. I mean, I, mind this is not a, even a comparison to John John of God, but uh, like Lionel Messi, like he's just through his actions. And he like if I wanted to sit down and have a face to face conversation with him, he's the greatest soccer player in my opinion to ever live. And he's he's had an impact on my life, and just watching him play, it's so beautiful to me. But we couldn't even communicate if we wanted to. We need a translator. We need a third party there.
1: Yeah, yeah, but um, like we were talking earlier, also uh, Swami G, another you know great being you know in India. What um, was the
0: name again, Swami G?
1: Yeah, that's his nickname. It's a very long name, and I don't want to say it, because I'm afraid I'll mess it up. I think hey. it's like something like Paramahansa Yogananda. I'm not sure, I you know, but I call him Swami Ji, and um, he's in India, and he has a huge following, and he's a master teacher too. But he talks about you know uh, the the people will listen to your words, but what changes them is your behavior. You know, it's your your actions, like um, you know, how are you, re- and so. I think like that kind of fits to what you're saying about the soccer player too, it's like we're constantly teaching people and yeah, maybe we teach with our words, but like we teach also with how we're living, you know, and like so he's been the, you know, we wouldn't know a word that he said it sounds like, but he's taught you, he's impacted you with his life and how he's lived it, correct? Is that what you're saying?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so would, you, would you like to talk about the crystal bed?
1: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, sure. So at the Casa, of course, there's many, many ways that people receive healings, you know, um, spiritual interventions, setting in the current room, which is a room where um, people meditate together, um, going to the sacred waterfall, drinking water that's been blessed by the Blessed Entities, and then the crystal bed. Um, And the uh, crystal bed looks like a piece of medical equipment, you know, maybe kind it of does,
0: now you say that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and so it it, it it stands and it has these arms, and on the end of each arm is a, a vocal cut crystal. Um, and, and there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, that line up over your chakras, your energy centers in your body. And I flip a little switch and uh, light of different colors that are correlated with the colors of your chakras shines through oh
0: so, really I didn't know I didn't uh, know that was why they had uh, d- different, different colors, colors? Yeah. yeah
1: yeah so there are different colors co- correlated with the energy centers in our body and so when you're uh, the crystal, crystal bed it sounds kind of misleading it's not really a bed you lay on a massage table with the crystals over you and they do an alternating pattern you know of the, of the colored lights with your energy centers which cleanses and clears and aligns your energy centers and when, when your chakras are clean and clear and moving in the right way, it affects uh, also your physical body, you know, so um, um, working with the the crystals, um, you know, can help you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and um, probably the, the the greatest gift like I shared with you earlier on the crystal bed is is the the spiritual part of it because um, I'm a daughter of the Casa, which means that um, I have aligned my life mission with John God's mission. So I totally believe in what he's doing for the world and the way that he's doing it. And um, um, I I also want to share about his work so that if people feel called to go see him, you know, they can. Um, and then many of us all around the world have been given permission to bring crystal beds back to our locale. Um, because um, when you're under the under the crystals, I feel like it's kind of like a little stargate. It's like, I can talk and talk and talk about the casa. Um, but to try to really explain an experience that can't be explained with words, um, you know, I, it's very limit, limiting. But when you're under the, the crystals, you actually have an experience, or you can. And that's individual for each person. And even with the same person, if they do the crystal bed many different times, each experience can be different. Um, but the, to me, the power of, of a crystal bed session is that all those blessed beings that are connected with John of God and his mission that love us so much, they're trying to help us evolve here um, and clear off whatever we need to clear off so we can remember who we are. All those beings love, love all of us. And when you say, okay, yeah, I, I want to connect in, you know, and choose to do a, a crystal bed session, many times you're going to feel um, the presence of those beings, you know, and they're helping you. Because you free will have said yes, you know they don't interfere with free will. Um, But you have to accept it. Yeah, you have to say yes. I I would like the help of this particular collective bunch, you know, Um, you know, and and um, because they follow God's laws, they're not going to interfere with our free will. You know, if you say yes, then they'll work with you with whatever it is that your soul is most needing, and you may or may not be conscious of that. But they work for your highest good in alignment with the will of God, you know. And so sometimes people have mystical experiences, you know. Um, yeah, mystical. Sometimes people go into deep sleep. Sometimes uh, people have huge releases. They may um, remember something that happened back in childhood that they hadn't resolved that comes up. And sometimes people feel. Uh, they're visited by those they've lost and they feel like they're right there and they have a communication those that have died and passed on I've had that experience Um, sometimes people feel Jesus you know Wow. Um, sometimes uh, people actually feel like someone's at their feet or brushing their cheek or being lifted up Um, it's very powerful and uh, sometimes uh, after a session, uh, people will go home and they'll sleep for 12 hours or 24 hours. Wow! You know, so I I say to people, I say um, before anybody does a crystal bed treatment, I always have a talk with them, you know, so that they understand John of God, where the crystal bed comes from, the power of of the session, and that it's there's no coincidence who comes to the crystals. It's people who you know really are serious about wanting to to do some healing or shift or change, you know, uh, and, and, it, and I let them know it could be a very powerful thing. You know, so usually I, I tell people that they're going to come during the day, don't go back to work that day, uh-huh. you know, uh, or don't plan a big night out, you know, um, have a very quiet time because I cannot predict. Sometimes people will leave and they'll feel energized and happy and some of their pain will be gone. Sometimes people will be so tired they can hardly wait to get home and get to bed. And I can never predict because it's not up to me, it's up to God,
0: Right. you know,
1: and that person's soul about what is going to happen, you know, in that session.
0: It's but, all in the realm of possibilities, wow. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: Power, it's power.
0: So how long is, uh, like, a typical healing session?
1: Um, well, I'm a, a licensed clinical social worker, so... A what? I, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, so, like different people with crystal beds do their sessions different ways each of us do it according to how we're led for me like when I do a session I I sit with a person for a while you know and kind of do a little counseling or mentoring maybe just to kind of make sure they understand what they're saying yes to and then um, also just to see if they have something that they want to identify that they want to work on you know Um, and then generally um, um, They'll get under the crystals, and I will go and sit in the room and pray my rosary, um, you know, while they're under the crystals. Um, and it it could be twenty minutes, um, it could be thirty minutes, it could be forty minutes. Usually, it's somewhere between thirty to forty minutes for the first time. Um, and generally, I think the average is about forty minutes for people who are real used to the energy. Because I have some people that come regularly, because uh, it's. A spiritual path with them, they may do a whole hour. But I'd say probably more common is you're under the crystals anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes.
0: Okay, okay. So, yeah. Well I, I would love to try it sometime. I would like
1: for you to, Jordan.
0: That'd be really interesting.
1: <laughs> I would like for you to. It's um... yeah it's a it's a great gift, you know, the crystals. And to have it here in my home, you know, for the past 11 years.
0: You said only three in St. Louis now? <sighs>
1: The last, there was one woman who had one here, but then I think she moved to Israel with hers. I know there was another woman, and then I have one, and then a friend of mine. Um, So if there are more than three here in St. Louis, I'm not aware. There could be, because John of God is becoming much more well-known. I know there's a couple in Cape Girardeau, um, but they're all over the world now. You know, and um, in fact, if anybody is watching this that lives in another, another state and has an interest in a uh, crystal bed uh, session, um, you would go to abajanya Portal. And that's A-B-A-D-I-A-N-I-A Portal. Um, and that, a, a friend of mine who's the director of the CASA, uh, he has a, this is a website, and it has many things about the Casa on there. Oh, that's my little cat, honey. <laughs> Say hi. Um, and um, um, it also has a section crystal beds. And then you can put in uh, your state and it will show you uh, uh, who has a work, the crystal beds are in your particular state. So, yeah, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful. Yeah, that's and a cool portal for you to take I, a look at too.
0: I... I think you told me before that they're more popular on the East Coast and West Coast, right? Um,
1: I think there's a lot more crystal beds on the East and West Coast,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder whether, I guess, it's not as common in the Midwest for whatever reason or...
1: Yeah, probably, yeah, I'm not, not, not sure why that would be. I don't know. Maybe they're just a little more, you know, outside of the box, less conservative. I don't, I don't know. And maybe that, that will change too, you know. So, um, but but I know there are a lot in California. You know.
0: I can see that. I can see that. Probably, yeah. probably just a correlation between how many people meditate and cause I know meditation seems to be a lot more common over in Cali, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of hippies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, when
0: you describe the entities, what do you what do you mean by entities or how would you describe them if you I I I would imagine that they're indescribable.
1: Yeah. Um well, entity um is a spiritual being, you know, uh, being that's uh, not in physical form. Or, um, and entities I think are, are maybe a use more Portugal. It may have a bit of a negative connotation up here, um, but it's, um, but I, I've shifted through that. It, it's just a spiritual being, you know, and um, so there are many different entities that incorporate in uh, John of God. They're all masculine. He doesn't incorporate any um, feminine entities. Um, and um, some of them were saints in their day, like Saint Ignatius, Saint Xavier, uh, Saint Francis of Assisi. Um, uh, many of them were uh, doctors, um, you know, in their time uh, with different specialties. And um, so, And and in addition to all those. Uh, blessed entities who incorporate through John of God, there are hundreds of thousands of other spiritual beings that are also assisting that may not necessarily incorporate. And um, um, and so, like when someone is walking in front of the entity, you know, the minute they walk into the room, like there may be someone right in front of him, but at the same time, because there's all this help, the one that's walking in back there, they know immediately what else going. They can see their, their whole a kashuk Kesh- record like every everything that's been going on with them in the past what their soul's lessons are how it's manifesting physically their karma all that and how they can best intervene and which entity you know might need to work through of god to help them right and so like so sometimes people you know come up and it's their first time and the energy just waves them on and they're like oh did that well they don't realize it's like because the one that's incorporated at that moment isn't the one to and they'll say come back at two o'clock you know because they'll they'll know a different entity will be there and that's the one that will be there to help but if you're new and you don't understand all this
0: stuff, right right you
1: know? so but they don't gotta, take
0: it personally right <laughs> exactly
1: yeah yeah and plus um everybody thinks oh you gotta go in front of John of God you gotta go in front of John of God but the thing is there are so many blessed entities working they're working with you all the time you know, like, um, um, they're all around, not just, you know, working you know, in John of God. You know, like, I, I on one documentary, this guy's walking down the street, and all of a sudden, there's this incision <laughs> happening across his chest, you know, and, uh, and stuff like that, you know. And he wasn't standing in front of John of God, and he wasn't in the intervention room. Could he feel it? Yeah, he could see it. He saw the blood coming through his... You know, he had an intervention, you know, wow. um, um, and, and sometimes people have interventions, um, you know, on the plane, on the way down there, or sometimes, uh, for example, I'll, my first, ex- uh, when went saw Ron Roth, you know, saw the book, got the book, you know, waited a year, was on Ron Roth's newsletter. He sent out, oh, my guides are Bob Dinga and Diana Rose, who have been taking trips down there for over 15 years. Um, and they're my godparents now. Um, well, I, I finally, after a year after seeing Ron Roth, decided to give him a call. And, um, um, talked with Bob and, uh, who was my tour guide. You know, he and Diana took me down the first time in 2005 and then again in 2006 and have nurtured me and nourished me spiritually ever since then. I'm the, the greatest people in the world. <laughs> um, and, um very very well known at the Casa um, in California for anybody who might be watching that's in California um, but um, Bob had had a retina disease that nothing could be done for he did everything nothing could be done had at, at finally got to the point point. and he heard about John God and um, um, long story short uh, was was uh, was healed of his his retina, you know, the the issue through going to the CASA.
0: So he was unable to see before that? Uh,
1: He had a rare disease of the retina and he was going blind.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, he went down there um, the first time and um, did not follow the directions. And there are very specific directions, Uh, it's very serious. You know, even if the intervention is spiritual, It's like having a a physical, but a lot of people don't understand that because what you can't see, you know, Um, and um, so, and he'll tell you, he he didn't follow the directions. And he went sightseeing and everything else when you're supposed to lay down with your eyes closed for 24 hours after surgery. Well, after he went traveling the countryside and didn't follow, he didn't feel good. When he went home his eyesight got worse, you know, and and it's a beautiful story, but um, he eventually found his way back, and had to stay and and go back many times, and was transformed not only physically but you know spiritually and um and and you know re- received his sight back over time and as and through that experience became very connected with the cost and you know now he and Diana have taken hundreds, probably thousands of people to the Katsa over the last fifteen, close to twenty years.
0: Wow! You know it wow.
1: changed. His life.
0: Like taking them there personally or just directed them in that direction? No,
1: taking them. Uh, some of us, um, you know, they're really connected. We may choose to bring back the crystal bed, you know, and that's how we can share, you know, that energy and that healing with people um, right in our locale. But some of us also choose to, like, take people there uh, to the CASA for for their healing, you know, for healing on whatever level. Uh-huh. And Bob and Diana, I mean, that is their their total mission you know i do also i mean i'm a mother and i do hospice social work and that's my job but i also on occasion take people to the casa. But bob and diana take people there like four times a year and there are many people all around the planet that are doing that you know and then there are some of us that might go once a year or every other year and take people um and not and not everybody needs to get to the wants to go to the casa or needs to go to the casa but wants to experience that energy so they might do it through the crystal bed or um, some people choose to send their photo, you know, and when your photo is presented in front of the entity it's just like you being there and that's how I went the first time and about thirty percent of the people make it an X which means you really need to come, which is what happened to me And um, and I don't know how I kind of went off on a little but back to, I called Bob and he was telling me about the Casa. And I'm like, well, send me a video about that. And um, I, I think I'm going, you know. And he's like, well, we can take your picture. I'm like, okay, well, I'll send you my picture. You take my picture down. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that X, which I did. Um, but in the meantime, send me a video. So I watched the video. And it's John of God doing those surgeries, and I'm like, oof, because the energy, it's more than the, it's the energy, Ooh, the stuff that's being released. And I was like, ooh, it was intense, and he was looking at me out of that TV, you know, when I was watching it. (laughs) And it was a call, you know, little did I know. I went to bed that night. I woke up in the middle of the night. I was above my body, I was looking down at my body. There was a ring of beings with me, and all of a sudden I went, "Oh my gosh, you're those ones, aren't you? You're those ones that work with John of God, and you're working on me, you know."
0: Wow! And, uh,
1: I'm like, Oh, but I'm up here, and and it just freaked me out. You had an out of body
0: you know? experience. I
1: did. I did. With
0: the entities, right? Yeah,
1: you. that was the After that was my first, yeah, you know, and I it freaked me out. And um, um, I slammed back down into my body, and I felt like I weighed a thousand pounds. I felt so heavy uh, when I came back Why? in. Why? Because you
0: felt so light out of your body?
1: I guess. It was like coming back in, and I, I'm like, I cried for three days nonstop. And I think it was because something that they helped release emotionally, but also like being in not in your body and then coming back into your body was hard you know uh, I don't know that it would be the same as like a near-death experience but it was really hard to come back you know into it was just so physical it just weighed so much right you know?
0: right so restraining probably yeah well, but it was a, like the out-of-body experience of it that was extremely like liberating for you mm-hmm. It, if
1: I hadn't it was initially if I hadn't then gotten freaked out you know at the beginning I'm like oh wow and you must be those beings and oh you been helping me out and then I looked down I'm like oh there I am I'm like oh you know and I thought oh my gosh if I'm out of my body does that mean I'm gonna you know <laughs> and then I slammed back in you know and um yeah and that was my first like Real you know, and I, and then when I, the next day, I'm like, oh, I know I'm getting that X, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, when Bob and Diana came back, they sent me my photo back, and I was like, well, you got the X. Come on down
0: to the casa. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I,
1: you know, that was in October of 2004 that that happened, and then I got to the casa for the first time in August of 2005.
0: Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a sign from God at that point. That's crazy.
1: Well, and the thing is, it's it, it sounds maybe kind of ex- extraordinary, but really, everybody has those experiences. Like, I mean, their own. I mean, every. But I mean, because miracles are for everybody, and right. the casa is for everybody, and God wants to help us all. And um, and somebody once said, when you go to the casa, don't take a thimble.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, open up to... Somebody's getting back home. ...to
1: everything that, you know, is there, you know. Um, Take a dump truck to fill yourself up with the blessings and the miracles.
0: Right, right.
1: So... Oh, yep. We got... Hello. Hi. Hi, girls. We're still doing our podcast here. So... Um, Yeah, so... So, yeah, everybody has those experiences. You know, they they look different. Everybody has their own story or stories to tell. But, I mean, you know, God's miracles aren't, can't be, they're not limited, you know.
0: Not limited, just, just you or just no. that person. They're everybody.
1: Yeah, and and not just one, you know. I mean, I think that's the nature of God is constantly giving and giving beyond our wildest you know, dreams or expectations because the love is like infinite, you
0: know? Absolutely. Yeah, And I I guess some people choose to reject those as well.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe they're just not ready or maybe they're so wounded that they're just scared, you know? I can see that,
0: being afraid.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty wild stuff. Some people are
0: afraid of the unknown, the unexplained, makes sense?
1: Well, and and maybe that's not everybody's path, you know? I mean, and God's so vast that, you know, there's so many different paths. So, like, you know, this path is for some people, you know? Right. Um, And there may be other paths that are for other people, and, like, God's handling it all, so...
0: That's fine. Yeah. It is the way it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you said that you felt... And this is in the pamphlet or the article that you sent me beforehand. Oh, uh uh-huh. You said that you felt as if you were in a higher dimensional frequency when walking through Casa Gates.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: do you mean by that exactly? Um. Just the, the energy, the the vibe of the... Of yeah. being there and the, the presence of the Casa Gates.
1: Yeah, um, I guess, um, that's a house of love, you know, and, um... So it was kind of like I told you when I first walked in. I I realized I've been dreaming about the place for years and had really, And I felt like I was in a, a waking dream, you know. Uh-huh. Uh I like. Um. I guess it's because like what happens at the casa through grace is like, uh, all the 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 emotions that uh, keep us in lower frequency, like uh, hurt and sadness and anger and guilt and shame, whatever you know it is that we carry around we, as humans carry a lot of stuff around it starts to get released you know and um, and what's left then is our true nature which is love and so when, when you um, aren't carrying as much dense energy or all these lower emotions mm-hmm. then you begin to vibrate at a higher frequency you begin to feel more buoyant more light more joyful, more
0: Free. It only that only you makes know? sense too. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense.
1: And and that's the casa. The casa is about letting you release, dump all your garbage. You know, let it go. You know, and be who you really are. You know, um, Jesus says you can do this in greater than I. He, that's our birthright: is to uh, walk that way, live that way. Live, right lit you know and I think we're headed that way all of us you know and um, yeah and yeah so to me that it's like ugh, it's just higher it's just faster it's a higher frequency yeah that place you know
0: just letting go of all that emotional baggage all that jealousy all that hatred superstition
1: yeah all that keeps you from peace you know yeah absolutely and the weird thing is, I noticed people start to look younger.
0: Really? And
1: it occurred to me, well, what is it that ages us? What is disease? Dis-ease. I think what ages us is all that, you know?
0: All oh, the negative emotions?
1: Mm-hmm. It begins to show up in our faces and in our bodies.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know? And so, when you begin to let go of holding on to money or people or whatever you're dependent on, you know. Huh. Or you begin to let go of that anger, maybe it leaves your face, you know? And and uh, it's like when you start to walk like in joy and love, you, I just, I, I, you just people just start looking younger. You know, at least that was my observation.
0: That's you know? so true. That's so true.
1: And, like, the first time I went, I had three surgeries, three interventions. That's the most I ever had in one time. Well, until this last one. Um, I was baptized at the Casa this past summer, which meant oh, fuller, fuller fuller, alignment even. But, um, like, uh, these interventions, I mean, they really clear stuff. And then it's like... People glow. It's almost like, well, what are we really? We're light, you know? And what is it that covers our light, you know? Our crud. And
0: by light, you mean love?
1: Like, we're light. Uh, we're That's the substance that we're made of is light, you know? Light. And so when you clear off garbage, all that's not light, you know, It allows it to shine through. Yeah. And people just... They start, I mean, people glow, <laughs> I think. It's like a, yeah, you can, you can think of people in your life, you know, the ones that kind of glow.
0: Absolutely. You know? And on the other end of the spectrum, you see the people that, I mean, have you ever heard the expression like a resting bitch face? Like where somebody, they just naturally have like a mean looking face where you can tell oh. they, they've allowed a lot of negativity, a lot of negative energy to kind of consume their being.
1: Yeah. It, I had not heard that, but yeah, wow. I mean, because I think we wear our thoughts in our bodies, you know. Yeah, and and not only conscious, maybe the subconscious and the unconscious thoughts too, you know. And Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, that we don't even know. We don't even know what we don't know until we know it.
0: The yeah. interior projects itself onto the exterior.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the answer to it all is love.
0: yeah. 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 I, I think we uh, all could need a little bit more of that. This world could need a little bit more love. Yeah. Just like you were saying, like people like John of uh, John of God and the Dalai Lama that are going to project their love out to the world, like mm-hmm. in a very uh, heightened state of consciousness type of way. I think, I, like we were talking about before the podcast, I think it's really cool how the internet gives us this outlet, this opportunity to reach a mass number of people that we've never been able to reach before Mm -hmm. and I think at the end of the day I think love is what's going to shine through and that's the the information that people are going to start to absorb more of is is just more of a loving culture Mm -hmm. because it it feels good and I think I think it's going to be contagious and it's just going to grow exponentially
1: yeah like the hundredth
0: monkey the hundredth monkey? I've never heard of that before 100th
1: monkey yeah.
0: monkey okay yeah, I was
1: yeah. thinking monk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Like some> monkey <laughs> that would be cool too though <laughs> yeah yeah I think I think. I absolutely agree with you yeah and um. well like you know you mentioned John of God and the Dalai Lama and um, like Mother Teresa you know like um, you can just feel who they are when you're around them or you see them or you can just feel like their consciousness is just like it, they don't even have to use words. It, who they are, what they stand for, what you know, what they it just speaks louder than words.
0: The power know? of presence.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And it, like you were saying earlier, like we we all know that person that maybe they're extremely gregarious, charismatic. That whenever they walk into the the room, their optimism, their positive energy just shines through, and it's so contagious. Mm-hmm. It's so. They were just so receptive to that. It kind of just changes the energy of the room as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember oh, way back when somebody said something about Jesus's aura, you know, his energy field, like, it extended, I don't know, miles. Oh, I bet. You know, because to me, he is the greatest person that's ever walked on our you know, planet. So can you imagine what being in that field would have been like, oh. you know?
0: It's unimaginable. It really is. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I bet you could do a better job than I could at at imagining it. Oh, no. (laughs) Just, I mean, being in the presence of of the Dalai Lama, of John of God, like, I'm sure that's only a fraction of Jesus's, but... Yeah.
1: Which, that reminds me. I want to show that... The face of this one other person too. I know we're mo- mostly focusing on John of God, but yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Is it the, the bottom one?
1: Yeah, this is so He's also a world-renowned healer, B R A C O, and um, his gift is his presence, which he offers through his gaze. Here, I'll hold both
0: of these books up yeah. close if you don't mind, Yeah,
1: that'd be great.
0: Yeah, you, get, you can continue talking.
1: So that that's my favorite book about John of God. Which you can get just uh, yeah. you know I'm sure off of Amazon lots of tr- and then and then this yeah, is a this a, uh, a picture of um, um Braco. Uh, he's from Croatia and he also oh, has really? been world renowned um he's a little younger, I think he's I don't know probably in his forties and um, um through his gift, just like with Johnny God, through his gift, people are. <laughs> Oh, uh, what are you doing, honey? Uh, people, you know, experience transformation physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually.
0: Because you were saying before the podcast, you, you were saying that we, um, that he would just, he has these live streams through. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and uh, what, that's one of the things I love about, uh, Amara, excuse me, I'm going to have my daughter come and get my gregarious cat. Can you come and get, <laughs> get honey, please? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna take my kitty cat to my daughter. Come here. Come here. Hey. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: Bye,
1: bye, everybody. <laughs> would you just
0: take
1: her to Yeah. Cause she's just kind of going a little bit. Um. And how do you like? Uh... Um. Let's see. What was? Oh yeah. So, bro, Bras- bro, so you can find out about Brasso by going to brasso-tv.me. And um, in the last few years, um, like usually three days a month, he live streams from Croatia. And um, what they have learned is that it's just as powerful, that his gift, through the live stream as it is in person. Um, and in fact, um, yeah, people have instantaneous physical healings too with him um, wow. it, it's just, a, he just and the really interesting thing is um, I've gone to see Bratzo in New York and in California a few times over the last 7-8 hmm, years and uh, um, I'll, I'll go to a Bratzo event and I'll see people wearing the triangle which is John of God's symbol which signifies um, love, service and truth and, and then I'll go down to the casa, and I'll see people wearing brazo symbol, which is the sun, which is the um, um, giving. The sun is eternally giving, and that's brazo symbol. So both these healers tend to draw the same crowd, you know, similar consciousness. It makes so, sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's just, uh, uh, you know, another person that I really, um, Yeah um is doing a wonderful um work for the planet. And in fact the United Nations honored him with a little peace poll a few years ago which is a great honor for the work that he's doing for the planet. That's
0: so. really cool that they're gonna they're going to recognize that and the work that he's doing as well. Yeah, yeah. So especially somebody as big as or not somebody, but the the United Nations. That's huge Yeah,
1: he came and gazed for them. Really? So yeah. Yeah,
0: I would yeah. like to see that. Like, I, because especially like if you think about it from like a like a skeptic point of view, like that's crazy that somebody can just 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 gaze, just gaze into a camera basically, and I mean, they, what do they say? The the eyes are like the portal to the spirit or something mm-hmm. regarding that, and that it's just that powerful that people actually watch it. Like, I would I would love to observe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you can. Um. This coming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, this month in January, uh, he, you just go to the broswell- tvme and usually in our time zone, I think it starts like either at 10 or 11. So like from the top of the hour, like from 10 to about 10.20, they'll have different speakers, like psychiatrists, doctors, just, just different people that come and speak and give wonderful spiritual knowledge, high-vibration people, and then sometimes I'll have people who've had healing speak, they'll show a video, there's been many movies made about him, just like John of God, and then uh, he comes out and, and uh, gazes, and he doesn't align himself with any religious ideology, he doesn't try to explain, um, he just offers his love, you know, his gift. And he says, uh, I, um, I just come to ignite the flame in you that's also in you, like... So, he he's already ignited. You know, he he to me he's you know just enlightened being. You know, and 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 he just wants that for all of us, which is our birthright. You know, and just like we we're talking before, these high masters they have a certain consciousness in just their field. You know, and in this case, the Gaze. You know, and it I think it activates our own growth. You know, and. Uh, we all have the potential, you know, to be just. I believe, you know, like to God be at else. that state of consciousness. Yes, I believe we all we all have that.
0: Now, you know. there's so you're you're kind of saying there's nothing exclusive, there's nothing special about. Obviously, they're special, but there anybody anybody can do it. Yeah, wow. we're all
1: because we're all children of God, so. None of us are any more special than anybody else, you know? We're all equally well. special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like the, <laughs> the, the way you phrased that at the end.
1: Yeah.
0: So you stated you stated uh, that religion, of the religion of Kasa was love, like a universal religion. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that our purest form of consciousness is also love? Mm-hmm. I believe so as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, um, some of the other, um, like, high, uh, um, that's I'm looking for, well, gratitude, like, that's something that really, um, can, can lift your consciousness, is like, practicing a state of gratitude, you know, and appreciation, um, you know, um, Um, like right now, I'm I'm reading a book for the second time by a lady named Catherine Ponder. I think she wrote this book in the '60s. Um, she was, I think, part maybe connected with the Unity movement, um, but she's written a lot of books. But this book's called "The Prospering Power of Love," you know, and she just talks about like love, you know, and our affirmations. It, it, it can change any situation, and she. You know, uh, she gives uh, hundreds of examples of people who use these principles that she was teaching effectively, you know, to change their relationships, to change their yucky job situations, to change their money situation, you know, just affirming the good and affirming God's love and affirming the prospering power of love. So, yeah, I, I do think, you know, love is love, peace, gratitude,
0: you know, those are all, yeah. I agree, yeah. I agree. And uh, on that note, I, I think that, uh, like you said, I think practicing gratitude, that that's to be noted that it's a skill. It's a skill that you, needs to be implemented and practiced frequently because I've realized that you can get better. You can be better at appreciating what you have in your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, it, as natural as it should come to us, it's something that you, you have to improve upon you have to keep growing at Mm -hmm. and there's there's a certain power that comes with that
1: yeah like a snowball like because it's not I don't think it's the status quo it's not what we've been taught you know you know especially in
0: Western culture I mean a lot a lot of capitalism a lot of consumer based societies are going to be reliant on you not being completely satisfied completely content with what's in your life
1: yeah yeah that's what it' always at, you know um yeah I would agree with that
0: it, yeah we have a very uh insatiable culture,
1: yeah, always looking out there, totally, <laughs> but homes here
0: true, true <laughs> within within
1: yeah, Jesus said, it. yeah kingdom of heaven is within, so.
0: awesome well do you do you have anything else you'd like to discuss
1: uh uh-huh. I guess um, just to say if, if people would have any interest in this, I would love for them to um, be able um, to contact me. You know, if, if um, they would want more information about John and God, if they would um, want information about crystal beds, where they could find them if they're not here in this state, um, if they would want information about how to go to the Casa, or if they wanted to send their photo to the Casa, is that something like I could... Give information about that you
0: like. could give it verbally right now and uh-huh. I, what I can also do for you is uh put it in the description on any platform that I'm going to release this out on
1: oh okay cool. and I,
0: I can put it in the description like follow and whatever your choice like okay. email uh if you have any social media you'd like them to contact you on anything
1: oh like, okay I um I'm kind of in the dark ages with social media. I'm probably the only one on the planet that doesn't Facebook yet. And I don't have a website, but that's something I want to get to. But I do have an email, and I do have a phone. And I guess the, the one other thing, um, I do have one more thing I would like, like to share about the uh, herbs. So, oh, absolutely, of yeah. Of course, like not, not everybody can um, go to the CASA, but a lot of people want to experience... Um, Maybe the crystal bed, but they also would like to have their their photo go, you know, and... um,
0: What do you mean by photo uh, go?
1: So, um, like, a lot of times when I go to the casa, not only do I take people physically with me, but I might take 10 or 15 photos of people uh, also that that are not going. But I take their photo. Um, and, um, And then I go in front of the blessed entity with these photos. And that's the way I went the first time with Bob and Diana Was my photo went down and then I got oh, the Oh, really? You know? Okay. And so the blessed entity, in your photo you're dressed all in white because that's the best way for the entities to be able to read your field.
0: Purest form. Because
1: they see you as a holographic image, you know. And so they scan, they see what's needed, and then they uh, bless these herbs, um, which you take uh, for uh, about... Mm, six, seven weeks, um, one in the morning, one in the night.
0: To kind of cleanse you internally? Well,
1: each, when they scan the photo, then, then the, the blessing and energy dispensation is, is placed into the herbs. And so it's only for you, you know, uh, it, it, it wouldn't affect anybody else, you know. Um, and I've had, I've had, when my photo first went down, you know, I was having issues with the head. Um, this was why I eventually went down. Cause with headaches? Severe headaches. But when I got on the herbs that Bob and Diana brought back for me that first time, I had issues with my knees and different other things going on that I didn't even think to ask about. Uh-huh. which went away. <laughs> you
0: start taking the herbs?
1: <laughs> yeah, my pain in my knees. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's like don't take a thimble, take a... Um, and so, like uh, when you take the herbs, though, you have to follow dietary protocols. So um, while you're on the herbs, nothing hot or spicy, and no alcohol, and no fertilized eggs, which most eggs aren't. But it's like a, uh, a farmer's eggs. Like if you if you see the little red dot in the that uh-huh. means it's been fertilized. So it's a pretty easy. Really, protocol. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty pretty easy. Uh, well, for some people, easy protocol. For others, you know. Now, if it'd been chocolate or coffee, I had to give up. That would have been a, but. Um, <laughs> but um, and and so, they're working. Uh, it's an energy modality, just like the crystal bed, just like. What is that? Mean, water. Energy modality. It's working, um, energy imbued, um, just like when you're under the crystals. It's working with you energetically, working with your energy centers, your chakras. When you're drinking the blessed water, it's working with your energy, your emotions, your thought. When you're taking the herbs, um, just all different ways that the blessed entities work. Um, And so, so I I often bring back uh, people that may not ever go to the casa, but they they um, you know their picture goes and they and they found the herbs. And um, some people have some pretty you know miraculous experiences with the herbs too. So another book. Um um I'm trying to think if there's any anyone's story. yes, uh one lady uh we sent uh uh her photo down um I think it was with Bob and Diana, and she had uh, fractured her knee, I think it was I, and it was gonna be a very long uh, six month i think healing three month four month five six long healing process um she She got the herbs started taking them. Immediately, like, just got so tired, she just basically had to lay down on the couch for like three days. She began to feel the presence of someone with her working on her knee and, and lots of other things, giving her lots of information. And so she finally said, well, who are you, you know? And was told, St. Ignatius. And, um, long story short, she went back for a checkup and the doctor's like, well, what did you do?
0: You know? No way. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Completely cured or like I think, partially cured? Well, we're going back two or three years, but I, I can't remember, I think, I don't know. Wow. I'm not going to say it was completely, totally, but like if it wasn't completely, totally, it was way speeded up like to, to amaze the doctor. And that, and she never went to the CASA, never got, you know, didn't do the Christmas. it was just this. You know, so they work, I mean they're not limited, they just work however they work with us, you know. Right. Yeah. So, because I want to help us, you know.
0: So. That's interesting. So, are there any like uh, almost like euphoric effects, or is it just?
1: Oh, oh, the uh, actually, I'll show you. Um, so, um, so inside the the capsule is it's passiflora, which is passion of Christ, a herb, and um, and it has.
0: Uh, and and to be clear, these like. Specified to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so it's got passiflora in this capsule, and you take one in the morning, one in the night. The the passiflora is the carrier, but the real power of it is the blessing. You know, when the it sees your picture and blesses the herbs for you. So each bottle of herbs is specific for, you know, the user. That's right. Wow. Because of the yeah, and the um, but the passiflora itself. Flower of, I I passiflora, passion flower, which is it's connected with Jesus. Um, um, It it has like a, oh maybe just a slight calming effect. You know if there's any kind of, uh, it has so, so, and and sometimes when people first take the herbs, just like when they first do the crystal bed, they can feel real sleepy. You know, but that's not really the the, the herb—that's the blessing. Yeah. So often, one of the effects of when the entities are really working with you is you just feel real tired for a few days. So, but that's a good thing, you know.
0: <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Apparently, if you pass out <laughs> for three days, like,
1: yeah. Right yeah. There bond. you go. There you go. Yeah. So. yes, yeah, so I think I thank you. I think I've, you, um, I think I've um, shared a lot about things that are important to me and. Um, good work that's going on around the world and, and maybe you know some people will I, I guess just mostly from my heart I would just say oh my gosh you know I've been through some of my own dark times like the Blessed entities they don't only just work with us physically but they work with us emotionally and and uh, I've struggled many years with depression, anxiety and um, the Blessed energies have really really helped me with that and I, I guess they just have a message of hope. So if any of you who are ever watching, you know, this at some point, if you feel like you're in a, a dark place where there's, you know, no way out, know that there is. There's always a way out. And all you have to do is ask God, and God will help you, and he'll make the way out known, whether it's through a friend or a stranger or a, a you know, John of God. or There's always a way. You know, so uh, no matter how dark it seems, um, don't don't ever lose hope. And even when you don't feel like there's hope or you don't feel like you're loved, know that, I just want you to know that you are. Like that footprint's in the sand. That's when you're being carried, when you feel maybe the most alone. And, and to know that you're not the only one that goes through that. There are many, many, many people, especially right now, that are going through that. So always have hope.
0: That was a good good send off.
1: Yeah. So thank you very and much.
0: That that'll always any any dark times will pass. It can only be temporary. Yeah. It's nothing's permanent.
1: That's right, those two shall pass. The only thing constant is change.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. constant. I like that.
1: Yes. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if you guys if you guys made it this far, I really appreciate your time. Uh, check. Yeah, put those links in the bio. Just send me anything that uh, you'd like to be put in the bio. I guess your email. Okay. You said your yeah. phone, but I, I would not recommend putting your phone. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I take your recommendations seriously. <laughs> Some so. weird
0: people out there. Uh, all right.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, my email is Cheryl uh, S H I R L thirty at att.net And eventually, I hope to have a website up and running too. So.
0: Awesome. Very okay. cool. Well, thank, you again. thank you. Thank you. Alright. See you, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.